It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, <laughs> what's good, y'all? Good to be back. Welcome to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can hear the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. For those that don't want to use SoundCloud because you're too good, tune in. iTunes. Google Play. What else? Spotify. The Big Brother Jake Podcast is where you do the search. Bam. Download it. You're good to go. Or just stream it. My feelings won't get hurt either way. Welcome to the show. Man, this time of year gets fun for sports fans, especially football fans, and I'm here to bring the fun as well. Super Bowl is upon us. For those on the other side of Los Angeles, it's just another football game where we get to eat a lot and watch the Patriots go again. Whatever. Baseball season, 14 more days. Pitchers and catchers, Dodgers. <laughs> That's all I care about right now. Once football ends, it's all about basketball and baseball at that point. But um, because the Super Bowl is upon us, I have a treat for y'all. Especially Dallas Cowboy fans. Coming up in the next segment, one of the greatest safeties to ever play the game that has been robbed of a lot of things, in my opinion. The great James Washington from the Dallas Cowboys won two Super Bowls and was robbed of a Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 28. But we'll get into that later. I'm going to have him talk about it for me, and he's going to break it down. But um, I got to say, I do love this time of year. I love the Super Bowl. Not because of who's playing, because my team's only been there one time, and they got handled by the 49ers, but I'm still not over that, and I don't really want to talk about it right now. But what I want to do is I want to talk about Super Bowl festivities and the people to watch the game. Now, you're going to go to a gathering, more than likely, whether you're a fan of football or whether you just want to be around friends, okay? There are some people that when I watch the Super Bowl, I can't stand to be around, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to be pessimistic because I'm pissed that my team didn't make it. So I'm going to nitpick. I'm going to nitpick and I'm not going to give a damn. Okay. I can't stand Patriot fan. There's always one Patriot fan there. And they're like, yep, that's right. We're going to win it again. We know you're going to win. You know you're going to win. So it's anticlimactic. Nobody gives a damn. Okay. I don't care about your stupid football team. I don't. That's fine, though. You know. I'm just hating because that's the fan. But you also have X's and O's guy. The guy that used to play football. The guy that knows all about how, you know, they should have ran a a I-Formation 33 Blitz Doug Z. Dude, nobody cares. Nobody's impressed. Nobody wants to listen to your jibber-jabber, blah, 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 about how much you know about the game. 
live your poke high Al Bundy ass, and another time, we don't want to hear it, we don't care. The other person that gets on my nerves, and it's only mainly because I'm jealous, is the person that knows nothing about football but wins the freaking football pool. And you know who it is. It's usually <laughs> it's usually a homegirl. <laughs> and I'll be honest, yes, it's usually a female that wins the football pool. Her numbers are at the end of the quarter. You know, it's like 14 to 7, and she has 4 and 7. Bam, she wins. And she's like the whole game. Now, how many yards is it for a first down? Uh, what's first and 10 mean? What What is an interception? How come, what is passing? Like, man, you're asking a lot of questions, which, you know, I'm always happy to answer questions for the novice football fan. You know, somebody that's not watching every week. I get all that. That's fine. It's fun. Get it. Totally. I want you to learn the game because I want you to be around us. But damn, how come y'all always got to win the football pool? Like every single time, every single time. I don't get it, but y'all have that kind of luck. So I don't like that person only because I'm jealous. Okay. I do love the person that's always bringing the food in. There's that one. That's the person you got to take care of. You know, it's usually the wife of the house or whoever's hosting the party. You know, it's always that one person doesn't really care about the game, loves the commercials, (laughs) and is always bringing the food. You know what? Spend extra time with that person after the game. Do dishes with them. Help them out. And, you know, be kind. Those are the people I definitely love. But above all, what I love about the Super Bowl, I'm always big on my inner circle. I'm always big about friends. I'm always big about camaraderie. I'm always big about getting together. That's what I'm big on. That's what I love. I love being around people that just want to be together. It's like an unofficial holiday. And damn, it's like holiday heavy on this podcast like everywhere i look every time i talk about something there's a holiday involved but i am evolving as a person and i'm embracing holidays again you know something i never ever ever did in the past you know but everybody can change everybody can change and i'm looking forward to it i'm actually you know okay (laughs) full disclosure i'll be in san diego this year for the super bowl I think my man Paul is finally <laughs> not mad at me about the TJ incident. And if you don't know about the TJ incident, you can go um, to soundcloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake podcast, or you can go to iTunes and or any of the outlets I mentioned previously and download previous episodes, and you'll understand why. I'm still skeptical about hanging out with Paul and that if he's still mad at me. Um, but let's just say he we he and I known each other 37 years, and one bad TJ trip does not break up a friendship. <laughs> but I'm taking the opportunity to be able to spend that day with my boy and, and his sister, Michelle. What up, Michelle? And Mike and Caden and all them. You know, they're, they're, they're my family. And Joanne and, yeah, I love all of y'all, man. Harper, yeah. I'm, I'm giving shout-outs on my podcast. I'm really happy about it. I'm looking forward to it. And, um... That's what the, the, the main thing. The Super Bowl parties always gives me good memories um, because it's, like I said, an, an, an unofficial holiday. But don't be the idiot that drinks too much. That's the last person I'll, I'll talk about before in this segment. 
Don't be the guy that says, oh, this sucks. I hate everybody. Uh, you know what? I'm having problems right now. Like, I get drunk like that, too, and it's embarrassing. People have seen it recently. <clears throat> and so, <laughs> but don't be that guy either. Don't be the guy that just pisses on everybody's parade. Oh, these two teams shouldn't be here. Oh, freaking Patriots are back again. This is boring. Oh, the commercials suck. Oh, I'm not really hungry. I'd prefer to eat something else. Man, take your ass somewhere else. Don't nobody care about you right now. Really. Do this. Find people you want to be around. Don't be cheap. And that's the other thing. Don't be cheap. Make sure if, if you go to a party, don't come empty-handed. Even if somebody says, no, nah, we're good. Don't bring anything. I'm the top. I'm still going to bring something. If you want alcohol, I'm going to bring it. You want taquitos, I'm going to bring it. You want chips, I'm going to bring it. You want a good time, I'm going to bring it. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm being silly right now. But honestly, man, honestly, like, don't, don't come empty-handed. Don't be that person. You were raised better than that. Even if you bring the cheapest beer that nobody wants to drink, you were raised better than that, okay? Don't be a buster. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so I've talked enough Super Bowl parties, and you're like, Jake, you were kind of vague because I don't want to wait any longer because this interview you're about to hear right now, you're going to have a good time with it. My man, James Washington, former Dallas Cowboy, two-time Super Bowl champion, played in the game made some of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history. And I cannot delay the greatness of J-Dub. Coming in three, two, bam. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All right, everybody, we're back on the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I got a very special guest. This man was robbed of a Super Bowl MVP. He's played in two Super Bowls uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. But I know him as a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, the great James Washington, a.k.a. J-Dub. What's good, man? How you doing? Man, you know J-Dub, just chilling like a villain. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got my homeboy Seaman. He's oh. in Florida just chilling. Right I know, man. I miss that. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, me and my man J-Dub, we worked together at Fox Sports Radio. Um, we became really good friends. I, I know he loves pudding. <laughs> that, was, that was a birthday gift, you know, that I would give my man every year because I was broke back then, but I got a little money now, so, you know, it might be All two right. puddings, you know. <laughs> I, get two, I can get a six-pack now. Get a, maybe, maybe. Maybe you get a six-pack, man. Let's not get carried away. But, uh, <laughs> but this is the time of the year that I know you're a busy man because people hit you up, but Super Bowl's, you know, right around the corner later this week. This week, as a matter of fact, on Sunday, and you were fortunate enough to play in two of them. Uh, the first one you played in your hometown of L.A. What's the feeling like playing in front of like 90,000 people at the Rose Bowl, your home, playing against <laughs> the Buffalo Bills at home? What, what's that like, man? Like, I can't even... I it was kind of cool because, you know, um, you know, I went to UCLA. Right. And um, when I went back, I actually had the same locker. They oh, wow. set up my, my locker that I had when I was in college. So I had that, like, for the whole week of practice. Um, it, it was surreal. I mean, first of all, because as a football player, the ultimate goal is a couple things that you want to be able to do. Right. You, 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 you want to be able to get to the Super Bowl, and then you want to be able to get in the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, you know, everybody don't get that, right. to be able to wear that yellow jacket yeah. because it's only the 
the real stars of that particular team, you know, and the best thing about our Dallas football team, and we, we have a whole lot of Hall of Famers, but if you go back and you look at that team, we had guys who understood their role. Right. And that's what made us so different. I mean, we was the youngest team um, in 92 to win the Super Bowl at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had a, a bunch of dudes that love to play hard and play hard. You know, so we played hard on the field and we played hard off the field, you know, back in those days. And and we had a great time with each other. I mean, the teams that I've ever, that I've always been with, that have won, Mm -hmm. they have always been the camaraderie on the team. And I guarantee you, if you go around the locker room of any winning program, Mm -hmm. any winning program, I guarantee you, even though Buffalo you know, lost four Super Bowls. Right. Every time I saw them, they had a great time. And that's why they was easy to run through the NFC, AFC, you know, Mm -hmm. the conference. But every time they had to face somebody from the NFC East last, you know, at that point in time in the 90s. And guess what? That goes to show you that the NFC East was the beast in the 90s because if it wasn't Washington if it wasn't you know us if it wasn't you know the Redskins mm-hmm. Eagles it, it didn't matter it was just always getting the job done Absolutely. and and we it was it was it was a fun time i mean to go home play mm-hmm. at home the only thing that I regret is that I had to buy a hundred tickets for the Super Bowl, that <laughs> my first Super Bowl, because it was my first Super Bowl. And I don't right. know if I was going to ever get one, so <laughs> right. I bought a lot of tickets. And the next, the next, the next year when I went, you know, I only bought ten tickets. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, all of a sudden, you have family you haven't seen in years. Like, yo, Jim, yeah. what's good? Like, man, I ain't talking to you. Coming back, coming back to the neighborhood, right? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and there's certain people that I had to take care of. Of course, yeah. And and this is the difference between, you know, New England Patriots going to the Super Bowl and the Rams going to the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. the Rams is a very young football team. Right. And they gotta go through that experience of being there. Uh, media day. Yeah. It's like so many things that you gotta worry about. Whereas the New England Patriots, what, it's nine times? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, bro, it's like, okay. Two people getting tickets, <laughs> you getting some tickets, and that's a cutoff. You know what I'm saying? Because you went to the last one, right? And this year, this year, so they their whole experience, uh-huh. and and one and a lot of people want. I say want to call it the battle of the ages, right? And it's not about old and young; it's about experience mm-hmm. and none experience, and that's what this game is really going to come down to. I you know, and I remember, and it was the same thing. And getting back to 92, mm-hmm. that was the same experience and the same thing that was going on with the Dallas Cowboys in 92. Mm-hmm. That was our first Super Bowl, and Buffalo had been there. Right. You know, this was going to be their third time around. So they knew exactly how to hang. They knew how to party, you know. Right. Whereas we, the Cowboys in the 90s, <laughs> we partied all the time. All the so time. It didn't you know, matter where it was. <laughs> it didn't matter where <laughs> It didn't matter where it was happening. Right. So 
we was already used to the party scene, <laughs> and then we knew how to perform on Sunday. Absolutely. We're listening to, uh, you're listening to James Washington, former Dallas Cowboy, great two-time Super Bowl champion on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Take me back to the first quarter of your first Super Bowl. You make the interception. How does that feel? <laughs> I mean, first quarter in, you're out there, you make a big play, man. A big play that leads hey, to man. a touchdown. Bu- What's Buffalo that feel like? Was, Buffalo was on us, though. Right. No, it, I know it that. It was in us, and, you know, and <laughs> we needed – and we would always talk about making big plays. Right, of course. Um, and as we talk a little bit about both Super Bowls in a minute. But sure. The whole point is just making big plays. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, Jake, I was real upset after that game. Why I is that? Tell me. so pissed off. Why? Because we set a Super Bowl record. We set a Super Bowl record of nine turnovers. That's so no. Yeah, I know that. I had the first turnover. Uh-huh. In the game, to to get it jump started, right? Right. And you would have thought I didn't even play in that game. <laughs> <laughs> my my my, colleague, my my partner started. They started having a turnover fest. Right. We were just we were partying on the sideline. <laughs> How can you have nine turnovers in the Super Bowl and nobody on defense get the MVP? <laughs> Tell I know you was hot. One, right? you was hot. I know uh, you were heated. I was I, I was not hot in that one. We'll talk about the next one. Oh no, and I would I would get to that. One. Yeah, yeah. But Ken Norton, Ken Norton should have got the MVP. Sh- I I one hundred percent agree Frank with that. And, you know, it's funny because I think they choose the MVP before the game, <laughs> and they just hope that person do well. And if they do just a little bit enough. Which you know, which leads crazy. to the second Super Bowl because you had one hell of <laughs> you <laughs> you yeah. had one of the biggest plays in Dallas Cowboy history. Okay, <laughs> you're the reason why they won that Super Bowl, and you what well, one I, one I, vote I, shy of the MVP? <laughs> I, 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 check this out. Jake. <laughs> what I, what I've learned is don't give the ball to Emmitt Smith. <laughs> That's what I learned from that. Oh. And, you know, and, and, you know, me and Emmitt. Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper, we always do it right. right before the game. Right, and right. Turnovers and touchdowns. Uh-huh. Right? Turnovers and touchdowns. So, obviously, it's three offensive dudes. So, obviously, they're going to always get more touchdowns right. get turnovers because I'm the only defensive dude in the in our little pack at uh-huh. that time. And um, and it's so funny because they take you back to 92. I told, um, I told Michael and um, Ken Norton that, Right after the Super Bowl in '92, I said, "Man, you know what? If we ever get back to the Super Bowl, they'll never forget me." Right. You know. Okay. And that was in '92, uh-huh. and we ended up being fortunate. And I had problems with my contract, so yeah. there was a lot of things going on. But, right. Um, and I, I wasn't. I was a sporadic starter mm-hmm. um, because I mean we had a lot of talent. Darren, Darren Woodson was coming into his home and into into his own. Mm-hmm. He is. You know, and he's probably one of the best players next to Carnell Lake that I've ever played with. Right, and and he deserved everything. And I know that they brought him in to replace me. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was spot time for me. Right, and but the cool piece about it is that Jimmy Johnson came to me um, earlier that week. Right, and he says, um, "Hey, we're going to the Super Bowl, and you know how I am. We're mm-hmm. gonna put our best." players and give us the best opportunity to win the football game right and how i looked at it is okay i need to perform in this game because i'm gonna ask for a trade 
after the game. <laughs> okay. You know me. You, you've been around you. me long oh, enough. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, have, I, I, have, I do not have problems speaking my mind. No, um, never. And I said, you know, y'all going to let me start? I said, I'm going to make sure the world know who James Washington is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it was a whole day. It was it was a practice. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm probably if I would have prepared like that every week, how I prepare for this game, I probably would be in the Hall of Fame. I'd probably be <laughs> in the Big Honor. But um, obviously, I love playing football, and yes. I love playing right more than you know than uh, just playing football. So, no, I, I, absolutely. You know, I, spent, I spent a lot of time doing what I want to do when I want to do it. You know. <laughs> That that I and know how man. I want to do it <laughs> and how you want to do it again. Yeah, how I want to do it. So. <laughs> that's that's a problem I've always had. Um, but it definitely so, paid off, though, man. <laughs> but I tell you what, um, we was down. I think it was six six to thirteen, mm-hmm. and I also caused the fumble to give us the the field goal. Right, right. So so you got to understand, I caused the fumble to give us the field goal mm-hmm. to make it six. We come out, Leon Lett makes a great play. Right. You know, yeah. people don't, they want to talk about what happened in the Super Bowl before, but they don't never really harp on that big play that he made. He caused the fumble. Yeah, he made the fumble for you to get the yeah. touchdown. But it was on the same play that I caused the fumble on earlier. Right. It was on a shuffle pass. Mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas, I caused the fumble. Mm-hmm. Darren Woodson recovers it. And then um, in the second half, Leon Lett causes a fumble. And the ball is bobbling the same drill. We do a scoop drill. Right. Every every practice, mm-hmm. every practice, we do the scoop drill. Next thing you know, the ball is in my hand. And I'm zigzagging to the end zone. <laughs> Only damn thing I can think about is where the hell is BB? <laughs> you know, I'm like, right? not going, where the hell is BB? And I caught him in the side of my eye. So uh-huh. I, I caught him in the side of my eye. And I saw him flying. I just stopped. He right. ran right by me. Oh, that is As long crazy. as I had him in front of me, right. I was cool. You had him. You, you owned know? him. <laughs> I was like, and then Thomas Everett knocked him to the side. I just went into the end. Oh, man. Untouched. That, that had I to have been a great feeling, man. Yeah. And, you know, in that particular game, man, I had 11 tackles. Mm-hmm. I was responsible for three turnovers. Yes, you were. Okay. I had an interception. And I had a call fumble. Yep. And guess what? Got a touchdown. <laughs> okay, Emmitt Smith, you know, he was the MVP, though, right? Yes, he was. But he had two touchdowns. Yeah, I can tell you right now. 30 carries, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. And 132 yards, right? Right. Okay, I'm on defense. <laughs> I had at least 70 yards. <laughs> And a touchdown. You needed one more <laughs> touchdown, bro. Wait, no, I, I thought the tackles would make up for that. <laughs> Man, we stopped them sometime. Right? <laughs> you know, if it wasn't stopping, so, nobody was you, dog. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, when I intercepted it, when I intercept before he scored the last time, uh-huh. that's, that, was the, that was the mistake that I'm trying to tell you I made. <laughs> the mistake that I made is I gave the ball to one of my closest friends on the team. Oh, okay. And I thought they was going to run out the clock. Of course. And Emmy was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he told them boys, hey, man, we're going to go get some um, some, some Philly, Philly cheese steaks <laughs> on the house. We're going to get in this end zone now. <laughs> and them, big old hog, them big old hogs just rushed all the way down oh, the yeah. field. Oh, yeah. All the way into the end zone. <laughs> Got and him rushed him one. to the MVP. <laughs> 
One vote. You know. One vote. Hey, hey, wait. You know, and guess what? I'm standing on the sideline like this, right? I'm uh -huh. like, hmm. <laughs> they not even gonna let me be co MVP. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, man, when he scored, I saw when he scored. I was like, "That's it, you know, my boy." So like before he before he was driving down down, uh -huh. they was like, "Hey man, congratulations, man! You are gonna be the MVP." <laughs> Wait, Emmett took it to the right. He did oh. a straight play to the right, ten yards. Oh. It was like, oh, straight play to the right oh, behind man. Big Newt, ten yards. <laughs> Next time they was in a twin, I said, "Hey coach, ain't y'all gonna take a knee?" <laughs> Like nope. <laughs> he said. He said. He said. We running the ball. We trying to run the clock out. Oh man, you listen yeah. to the James. And that's Marshall. the only. Hey, that is the only time I wanted to play tailback in NFL. <laughs> I'm like, man, can I go in there and just run it in? Bro, you were robbed. I ain't gonna lie. When I found out, and I was watching again. You listen to James Washington, Cowboy, great two-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion on the Big Brother Jake podcast. When I watched that game, I'm like, James Washington got to get the MVP. There's no way. And then yeah, I found well, out from you, you know, getting yeah. to know you, and then learning you know, it was one vote. That was so wrong, man. And you know what? It probably was Skip Bayless. That's why I <laughs> Oh, man. I remember that story you told me about him. I don't know if you want to talk about that again, but that, yeah, it probably was him, though. It probably yeah, was. it probably was uh, Skip Bayless. Don't vote for him. Oh, no, no. That's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you, you're, six, you're successful on the football field. You know, and then you make the transition over from football. You know, you've done some things in between, ran some businesses, this and that. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, you get the radio bug. Okay. What made you yeah. want to do that? You know what? I, and you know, I'm not really a big sports fan. Right. No, you're not. You know, Which surprised me. I'm not me. a big sports fan. That's right. what I'm saying. Uh -huh. But um, they called me in because I was doing, I was doing broadcast with, UCLA. I mm -hmm. love. I loved UCLA at, at that point in time. Sure, yeah, of course. And and I'm working, you know, with Bill McDonald. And uh -huh. we, we doing radio, and I'm doing the um, TV show. To, you know, but it was all about college. Right, I love right. college football. Mm -hmm. I love college football because I love the passion, and, and you know, you ain't getting paid, so you got to be playing for something <laughs> for the love. Uh, yeah, for the love of the game, like a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you go, you go. Hey, but watch this though. I started, I started doing Saturdays, mm -hmm. and, and I don't even think I'm making two dollars. Oh, I was man. making two dollars, man. Wow. But I was getting him experience. Yeah, absolutely. Which could be, and, and, you know, Andrew prices. Ashwood. Oh. You know, you know, God bless his soul. God bless that Andrew man. Ashwood. Yes. Um, he saw something in me, mm -hmm. and he was he was allowing me to be myself. I think, you know, my character and, and how I did radio was before its time. Absolutely, dude, it was. Yes, the dudes that was dudes that are doing the radio now is how we did our Oh, show. yeah, absolutely. You know, it, absolutely. it was basically, it was basically a Howard Stern yeah. show oh, man. of sports. That dump button and, got work and, and on I, that show. And I, and I have, <laughs> I, and I know you you probably tore your rotator cuff trying to push the pause. Man, button. let me tell you, that's what made some of the stuff you would say, uh, I was just like, uh, did he just uh, say that? <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> hey. <laughs> and you know why? And, and sometimes it hit the air because you be looking at me like, did you just say I was oh, in I such shock and then I cut it. Yeah. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I remember. But, now, but, but it's so funny. Now they, they, say, they say all the things oh. I used to say. I talked to Sheeman, and me and Sheeman talk a lot. Right. And I'm like, 
you know, seeming they getting paid millions of dollars to say the stuff we were saying. The stuff we were saying back, you know, we was doing, six years we ago, was seven doing years ago. Skits, mm-hmm. You know, we do Christmas skits, holiday skits. Yep. Doing all that know, stuff. Um, ho, ho, ho. Road <laughs> trips. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so all the things that we had cracking, man, it was so funny. And we was, we, we, we was right before our time. Yeah. Oh, completely. And, and we had a, and we had a great time. I mean, like you say, like, we family, you know, Absolutely. and it was like, and we've always kept it going, mm-hmm. and it was so cool, and it was a great experience for me, right? You right. know, because I came out of the league and trying to make that transition back into the real world, uh-huh. and I found my, I found my home at Fox, you know, for yeah. what, what, six, seven years? Yeah, six, seven years, and we, and we was, and we just chilling and having a great time. And found some of my closest friends during that time. Absolutely, I found a couple enemies. Too, oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I, I, I've seen you take it out on some enemies in that <laughs> studio too. <laughs> I'm talking out of school. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do that, but <laughs> yeah, I've seen some I, things. I, We've all seen some yeah. things in that studio. Man. Yeah, yeah, at least once or twice. <laughs> man, and so we, you know, we. <laughs> Look at you. I'm sorry, man. Because I'm, like I'm remembering, right I'm remembering everything you know we've done, Bro, and we, some of the stuff like, yo, time. oh, we had wow. a great time. Did, did, did we have a great time? Let me tell you, I there, there's very few shows. Hey, hey only, only other place I had a better time was in the White House, <laughs> and, that, and that wasn't with Bill Clinton. Not with Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to James Washington, Dallas Cowboy, great two time. <laughs> Super Bowl champion on the Big Brother Jake podcast. I can't even get it out, man, because you have me laughing. Some of the- <laughs> yeah, that's a, but, but see, people don't know. This is how you was the whole time. That's why you was messing up on the button. <laughs> Got me fired because you been pushing the button. Because <laughs> like, okay. I'm sitting there, like, I would rush to work because I would have such a good time with you and Craig Sheeman. Because, first of all, I, when I met Craig Sheeman, this dude was like the whitest of the white radio broadcast gave, straight I gave, I gave him some soul though he I? gave him a lot of too much soul sometimes we had to check that, him like you know, yo I'm gonna tell you as soon as I changed his name oh, to C-Note, C-Note yeah. he became another dude <laughs> he was a whole other person <laughs> but it I, was like he had a Superman suit oh on. my god and I loved I um, loved him for I loved you for that because I was trying for years, but I didn't have it in me, I guess. You know, he just saw me as a right. board op or whatever, which is fine, whatever. Right. But then you came aboard, right. and you just kind of gave right. him, a, like, the, the hood card, and he was like, I'm yeah, going to roll hey, with hey, this. He, hey, he, and he rolled with it, too. <laughs> he did, and, and it made I him mean, a better broadcaster. Dumb. It made him a much better broadcaster, and he was comfortable doing it. You know, he had two brothers on staff, so then he's like, okay, well, they accept me. And then he was actually yeah. who he wanted to be yeah. on the air, and it made the show great. Yeah. It made the show yeah, great. Yeah, we had a lot of yeah. fun, you know. Even on the road trips, sometimes we, you know, come knocking your door, be like, "Yo, J Dub," and you'd surprise yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember the one time Sammy came knocking on my door. I opened up the door, yes. butt naked. <laughs> and Sam's like, he was like, "Bro, can you put some clothes on?" He, he came back he to the like, broadcast area. He's like, "Jake, J Dub's ready." Well, he was. <laughs> He wasn't ready when I saw him. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, let's just say I got to know J Dub a little better than I wanted to. Like, you're not, bro. Like, you're you not, man. How did you come to the door, butt naked? Don't come knocking on my door. Hey, guess what? He never came no, and knocked on my door. I would call you first if we on the road, like, yo, Jada. <laughs> right. We downstairs right? waiting, man. The car's waiting for us. I ain't coming up there. Oh man. I tell. 
I, I remember oh, we dear. got caught over in Canada. Oh, <laughs> Philadelphia yes, yes. and um, Pittsburgh. Uh huh. You want to talk about Sheeman, the whitest man in radio? Boy, he thought we was going to miss the show. He was and so I say, scared. Sheeman. I say, Sheeman, I've been doing the show with you for five years. Have I ever missed the show? Never. I was always he late. Said, he said, he said, Sheeman, I said, I'm going to get you to the show. <laughs> it might be right on time, but I'm not going to miss the show. We got we got cut off we got cut over in Canada without a passport. in Windsor uh huh it was it was crazy <laughs> but you talked your crazy. way into the country uh, only yeah. man I know that can talk way, a black talk man talked my way into the country couldn't talk my way back <laughs> into <laughs> to where I was born and raised no <laughs> oh. hey, with my Super Bowl ring on oh yeah, exactly I, I talked my way into Canada <laughs> but I could not talk my way back in to the United States without a passport. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh why did they let us over here and they know we had to come back? <laughs> Seaman, Seaman oh. like, man, we got to go over here and get was, these ribs. He was so scared. I was like, ribs? <laughs> ribs? Why can't we eat some ribs in Detroit? Right? No, man, they got these best. They got, and they uh, were good, too, though. I'm sure they better be to go delicious. through all that. They were delicious, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so. man, good times, man. There's some good times. Final question, man, because I know you got to go and I've held you up way longer than I, I planned on. <laughs> you know, your hometown team, the first team that drafted you to the Los Angeles. Hold on, man. <laughs> Wait, man. Are you going to stop laughing? I'll, I'll stop, man. I'll stop. I, I'm trying to be a professional here. but <laughs> No, but this is how you used to be in the studio. It's true. I would leave. I, I think I actually got some abs, bro, because I would laugh every damn day and had so much fun. They're like, man, I got to go home now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was mad. It's like, good lord. Oh man, because you were crazy. But like, I, I have to say, thank you for uh, making me look good on radio. Oh like, man, I told the person, I would tell people, say, J Dub is gonna tear up a verb, kill a violin, <laughs> screw up an adjective. Yes, that was what you, you would know, say so, every day. <laughs> guess what? I don't care. Uh, and that's what I love <laughs> working they, with hey, you. Wait, and they they pay a lot of dudes to do that now. <laughs> it's like, okay, they, they start. I, I'm, and I'm gonna just say this before I get to the final thing. Our show out of bounds. Was out of bounds. Like, we didn't care. Especially, uh, I know the New Orleans Saints hated C-Note for sure because of what he said about Drew Brees. Like, Ooh, I know, wow. <laughs> he had to make a Mia Copa on the air. I remember that. And it was really humbling. But and that's also, the only time. And also about more, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Seaman used to cause some controversy. Boy, he was, he was the wait, one. And they, and they were, exactly. <laughs> and they and they always want to blame the brother. Always. But he's like, like uh, I didn't say nothing. I said, Sino, you can't say that. I would tell him like Watch me. Watch yeah, me. Watch me. Watch me. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm C note. Yeah. Bruh, come on yeah. now. You, you okay. can only go so far, man. But yeah. Hey. <laughs> Papa Moore never did I show again. No, never. Never again. Yeah, but you never know what? Never did I show again. <laughs> Wow. I can't stop laughing. Okay. All right. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to have to redo this interview. No, no we're not. Man. No, we're not. This is gold. No, 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 no. No, I'm not redoing nothing. All right. All right. I'm going to get serious now. All right. You're home, the first team that drafted you in the NFL, Los Angeles Rams. You played, what, one season yes, with them, right? Yes, yes. They're in the Super yes. Bowl this year. New England Patriots, you know, they've been around the block many, many times. It's just another game for them. It's business. You, you know what goes into preparing for a Super Bowl. You know all that. The parties, the mm. ticket requests. Now it's, it's time to get down to business. Yeah, it's the week of the game. It's the week of the game. So I, well, let's, let's, let's break it down. Yeah, go ahead. Bit. Please do. Um, let's start with Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. Nine times, you know, he has five rings. Yes. 
um, this be a nice appearance. Mm-hmm. You got to take your hat off to a dude that can orchestrate the comebacks that he has done mm-hmm. under the pressure. Right. You got to understand he was what a seventh round pick out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Drew Blesso uh, was the quarterback. And he took over took 17 years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 17 years ago, and he has not relinquished or lost a step. Nope. As long as you can put an offensive line in front of him, mm-hmm. he can make plays. Um, so you take the experience. Let's not talk about old, because it ain't about old. It's right. about experience. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that he hasn't seen and it doesn't matter who his receivers. It could be Randy Moss, mm-hmm. who he didn't get to a Super Bowl right. with, mm-hmm. you know, to guys that you're trying to he, – he's made names. Yeah. He took guys from Home Depot you know, and made normally, them stars. Normally there's receivers that make the quarterback. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. yeah. He's made receivers. Yeah, absolutely. And his level of preparation and what he prepares for mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Right. I mean – I never. I always thought. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I always thought that John Elway was the best quarterback I ever played against. Mm. And I played against Joe Montana. Yes, you I did. played against Marino. Mm-hmm. I played. I played against all the Randall. I mean, I played against all mm-hmm. the great ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the era where they consider quarterbacks being great, I played right. against all the great ones. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, in any era. Tom Brady would have been great. Mm. Mm. But he had to get with the right coach. Right. And I have to say, if Tom Brady was playing for somebody else, he would have been a seventh-round pick. Wow. But because he plays for Belichick and the preparation that he does, you're going to give him two weeks to prepare. Mm -hmm. He is beyond the best coach to ever stand on the sideline. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, they might have to change that Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> the name on that Super Bowl trophy might have to be the Belichick Award. Wow. Because he is hands down the best coach. With that being said, let's talk about the young brads. Yes. They don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So all the hype and everything after probably after the first quarter, they'll be over overwhelmed and talked. But it's going to be about their defense and what their defense can do to Brady, mm-hmm. and what their offense with the young offense and the young gun, because they remind me of us a little bit, not with the swag, mm-hmm. but just being a young team that just don't know. Right, and that could be to and their advantage, can, and right? Can, and that's dangerous. Mm. Because I truly believe that the Rams have more talent. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have all their weapons, you know, mm-hmm. you can talk about whatever's going on with running backs and what happened, this and that. But if they don't have all their weapons, it can be very tough. Mm. And if the defensive line, this comes down to, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. It comes down to... Dominican Sue and Donalds, Donaldson, mm-hmm. they have to get pressure. And 
and Sue has been playing at the highest level of his career. Yes, he has. Because it's, it's nothing like since since the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. And this is what they've been waiting for. That duel plus the other four, if they can get pressure with the four guys and start hitting Brady, mm-hmm. that's the only time that he has problems. Wow. Yeah. Well, you heard and it from the If they can do that <laughs> and then the offense be able to keep them off the field, mm-hmm. that's the two things that have to happen in this football game. And if they cannot run the football, talking about the Rams, if the right. Rams cannot run the football game, they will lose. Mm. Okay. If the Rams can run the football mm-hmm. and play defense with the front four. Right. Because I actually think that the Rams receivers can expose New England secondary. Okay. I think that's the weak link when it comes to New England. Will they secondary be able to hold off? Because golf, he really counts on the big play. He mm-hmm. counts on making that big play downfield to keep it rolling. Right. It's, the offense is kind of similar to how Buffalo used to do. They have those big plays and big runs. Mm-hmm. That, and the next thing you know, it gets to running, and then it's, it's on a clock. It's a pace, and you try right. to get the defense tired. But when you got guys that party all night, mm-hmm. it's hard to. It was Buffalo. You couldn't get us tired because we used to be tired, right. You're, you're the, you know, wilding out late at night, so, and going back and exactly. playing. So, so getting back to this, that's the big plays in the secondary. Because I think that the New England Patriots secondary, when I look at the overall team, mm-hmm. that would be not saying they're they're weak, but that's. That is the weak link, I think, personally, um, to the New England's defense. Okay. And I think the strength of the Rams is their receivers. Yeah, they're they're hella good, man. That's it. So you got a final score for me? Final score? Maybe? Huh? The game starts (laughs) 0-0. That's what I'm saying. I want a final score, man. (laughs) Man, I don't mean it. You know how I'm gonna tell you how the Super Bowl works. Okay, tell me how it works. Cause you played in them. I don't know. I just watched them. So I'm gonna just tell you though. Tell me. It can happen. I think it's it's not gonna be as a high scoring game as a lot of people think it's gonna be. Okay. Which works to New England's favor. Absolutely. If the game gets out of hand, that means the Rams is winning. Mm. Okay. But- New England <laughs> New England wins a tight game. Right. Rams win a blowout. Okay, that that that's not blowout, but but a high score. I know what game. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> that's that's how I can't really put a number. No, on I got you. I, I got. But you. what I can say, New England wins a tight game because mm-hmm. of the experience, right? And 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 being in that pressure situation, the Rams win a track meet. Got it. Okay, well, you heard it from the man himself. J-Dub, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. It was a blast. I, I probably had more fun than you did, for sure, but <laughs> you were the one that didn't cause any trouble. I'm the one laughing all, <laughs> through the whole interview. But. Hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's what we've been doing all our lives. Forever, man. forever. But. Hey, hey, and I appreciate you taking care of my son at Laverne. Oh, no, nah, Ryan, man, that, yeah. that's my dude, man. I always, I always yeah. got to be family, and that's what we do. You know, we take care of each other. Yes, Thanks for indeed. coming and speaking to the kids there, man. That was dope. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. 
All right. Talk to you soon. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, Jay Devers. <sighs> I know you guys are mad because I laughed at that whole interview, but James Washington, J-Dub as I call him, he's from Watts, man. That dude is crazy. He he knows how to make people laugh, and um, I just enjoy talking with him. I miss that guy. I miss working with him. But uh, I'm, I hope you enjoyed the interview. There's no way you could say it sucked. If, it's, if you say it sucked, you suck because J-Dub is hella entertaining, and I, I love listening to that guy. But anyways, I digress. Okay. <laughs> Compose yourself, Jake, in three, two, one. <laughs> okay. This portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Dill Purple Geniuses Media. Dill Purple Geniuses Media is pure inspiration and higher educational entertainment for kids three to eight years of age. It's led by a group of magical characters known as the Dill Purple Geniuses. The inspirational program is designed to motivate, build self-confidence, educate, ignite the creative arts within, and tap into a child's higher level of thinking by making learning fun, safe, engaging, and desired by kids globally. The Dill Purple Geniuses have thousands of kid fans, teachers, and parents who are at this moment utilizing the $29.95 interactive website, books, music, learning channel, videos, and attending the amazing live touring kids family show. The Dill Purple Geniuses have the reputation of being positively contagious to kids while also helping children to make good choices through the anti-bullying project and ever-growing library of supportive and exciting resources. Their strongest belief is that all children deserve the opportunity to live out their, their greatest desires while creating the inquisitive environment for lifelong learners. So now it's your turn let us tap into your child's dill genius level because every child is brilliant in their own special way. Visit us to learn more and sign up at dillpurplegeniuses.com. Just type in the code PookieHill when you join. Again, we want to thank them for being a new sponsor and coming aboard the Big Brother Jake podcast. That was awesome. And they do great stuff over there. I know Stephanie Hill personally. She's a good friend of mine. And above all, she is a University of Laverne alum, and I love her to death. She's good people. So glad to have her on board. Glad to have those Purple Geniuses on board. And we're also glad to have Shelter 37 on board. Now, when you heard the interview with James Washington, one of the things we did not bring up is he has a charity that he created, that he, he started, that means a lot to him. And... He won't, he's too humble to talk about it and he, he won't go out and ask, but I feel it's my duty as a friend and as somebody that's supported him and been to his golf tournaments to help raise funds. Um, Shelter37.org is his charity website and he does canned food drives. He does turkey giveaways for, for, for Thanksgiving. He does uh, fundraisers for cancer research, breast cancer research, because, you know, it's personal to him. And, 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 you know, I won't get into that, but I know the man. And um, I really, really would be remiss if I didn't bring up his uh, charity website. So if you could go to shelter37.org and uh, donate, even if it's a dollar, like, it's fine. 
the, the man understands, you know, we're not all made of money, but anything helps. If you can't do anything financially, give your time. I mean, he, he also likes to do that too. Um, he also works with, um, setting up workshops with high school graduates, um, to help them get to the next level, you know, college and things of that nature. And he really likes to work on helping people get a second chance. He's all about education. The man has a master's degree. He went to UCLA. He's a very smart guy, and he's a great guy. And he's one person you want on your good side. On your bad side, he will, you know, <laughs> he's from Watts, man. He, he, he'll let it get loose a little bit. But, yeah, shelter37.org. So, I told you it's going to be Super Bowl heavy on this episode. So, for my non-football fans, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry for those that aren't fans of Either team playing in the Super Bowl, which I'm not. I don't give a damn who wins. I hope they both lose, to be honest. I am saying this much, though. James J-Dub would not give a prediction. He was on the fence a lot, and that's where I was getting pissed off at him, but it's okay. That's that's him. Because, he, he you know, something about former football players, they don't like to do that kind of stuff unless they're, you know, paid to do it, and he's not. I am a Los Angelino. Born and raised in Southern California, worked in Los Angeles twenty plus years. Been in this uh, in the in the radio industry seventeen, but I am an Angelino. When I, I'm, I've told the world I'm from Barstow, California, and San Bernardino, California, but I've lived most of my life in this beautiful city of Los Angeles. I can't stand the New England Patriots at all. They have always beaten the Chargers, and they always win. And they're dominant, and they're great, and they're good, and they're probably going to win. But, you stupid Red Sox stole another World Series from my freaking Dodgers, man. And this is why I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams, okay? Yeah, I know the Battle of L.A., and I know like a couple of Chargers are like, yo, man, I ain't cheering for no no Rams. We're the real L.A. team. You are the real L.A. team in my eyes, and a diehard Bolt Club. Shout out to y'all, my people there. But I want this for Los Angeles. Number one is payback for the beating my Dodgers. All you chowderheads out there, nine, that's not a slur. It's just some, <laughs> just being mean. I love New England, the area. I love Boston, even though I wasn't welcomed with open arms when I went there. I love the city. I love Los Angeles more. I hate the Celtics. I hate the Celtics. I hate the Celtics. Hate the Celtics. I don't hate the Bruins. They're a good hockey team, or have been in the past. I don't hate the Red Sox, but they beat my Dodgers, so... I am all in with the Los Angeles Rams. Y'all better win this game. Just win this game. Not only that, I, I want them to win because it's Los Angeles. If you're from the hood, you're from L.A., whatever. When I say the hood, meaning my city, you you root for your city, man. You root for your city. I'm not saying I'd root for the Angels there in the World Series, but I wouldn't be mad if they, you know, as a California team they represented. Southern California, let's be specific. There ain't no way in hell I'm cheering for nobody's Giants. Ever. San Francisco Giants, it is. Never, never. I hate the Celtics. I hate the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> With a passion. And I hate the Raiders. <laughs> Straight up. 
By the way, that is J-Dub's favorite team growing up as a as a youngster. <laughs> he was a Raider fan. <laughs> but I want the Rams to win. Because Los Angeles needs a parade. We were denied two parades in two different World Series as Dodger fans. This city needs something to celebrate. I just want to see somebody in L.A. win something. So my prediction, very bold one. I think the Rams are high-powered. Their defense is amazing. And when their offense gets going, you can't stop it. Of course, New England has a powerful offense. You got Tom Brady. Your chances are nine times better. And I think with my head, they're going to win. But my heart wants the Rams to win. Final score. Los Angeles Rams. 35. Patriots. 28. If I'm wrong, you never heard that score. If I'm right, I am going to brag about it. (laughs) So go Rams. Go Los Angeles, represent the city of L.A., and win a championship. And I know I'm going to piss off some Charger fans by saying that. Ask me if I care. I don't. I don't care. Be mad. Put on a super. Put on a cape. Be super mad. I messed the joke up. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So that was a fun podcast. Yes, it was Super Bowl heavy. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Tell a friend. Instagram, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, Twitter, the BBJ Podcast, Facebook, the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Go ahead, follow the pages. They're all public. Let me know what you like, don't like. I want to give a special shout out to one person that has always been there, that supported the podcast. He's always sharing statuses. Um, Richard Paniagua. I hope I said your name right, dog. I, I don't be don't don't be mad, Paniagua, Richard Paniagua, man. That that dude is he's he's real good people's man. He's always supported since day freaking one. He actually tried to get the Black Power Ranger to come on the podcast. That's dedication. That is a down ass fan right there, and, and he's a homie. He's a homie. I haven't met him in person yet, but we're gonna get together one of these days, man. So Richard, yo. I appreciate you, man, for for always looking out. Um, And all those funny Photoshop uh, photos, Morbo and Kiff, you guys are hilarious, man. Like, I'm really starting to feel the love with this podcast. And special shout-out again uh, last week, Jim Daniels from uh, Sports on Tap with J.D. in the Bush. My radio drunk uncle, I love you, J.D. Thank you so much for coming on last week. I didn't get a chance to say that in the first segment, um, but thank you. Um, that was a lot of fun, and I, I'm enjoying being on your show on Saturday morning. So if you're in the L.A. area, uh, tune in, 95.5 KLOS. Your NBA insider, Big Brother Jake, will be on Sports on Tap in the 8 o'clock hour. Tune in, listen. we got a lot to say because a lot is going on in the NBA. Have a good time at your Super Bowl parties if you're at one. If you're a first responder, um, God be with you because those days are the hardest days of the year. You know, domestic violence and stuff like that. I get it, but um, I'm with you guys. My heart's with you. And um, hope the Patriots lose. (laughs) That's so messed up, but I don't care. I'm tired of y'all winning. I want to see somebody else winning for a change, but... Next show's going to be dope. Um, we're going to have somebody I love like a sister. The great swimming 
Gold medal winning Olympic champion Amy Van Dyken is going to join the Big Brother Jake podcast and uh, do a segment with me next week. Fingers crossed still. But uh, she committed to do the show, so I'm calling around. If she's listening, She, you got to do it now. Um, you know, we're trying to catch, you know, some dates where she's not traveling. She's always going across the country. She's so inspiring. She's somebody I look up to. She's like my big sister. I love her to death. She will be on the show next week, okay? So that is something you definitely have to tune into and listen for. Um, so, again, thank you all to, uh, for tuning into the Big Brother Jake podcast. As the music fades, I got to say, again, go Rams, go Los Angeles, and that's it. Get out of here. What are you still here for? Turn it off. Got to go. Deuces! You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.